0: It's the Meriwed Channels podcast. My name is Moose. I'm Jody. Hello, everybody! Hey. Thanks for joining us for this. What is the airing on the week of Thanksgiving? Yay! We brought all the stuffings, all the goodness, all the insight, and resounding thoughtfulness towards a couple programs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with some cranberry sauce my name uh yeah we already did that we're brought to you by joinhoney.com married that's the honey plugin it's free for your web browser save you money we'll get to that in a second we found something kind of cool maybe the kids will like maybe it's a christmas gift that we'll save money on shh don't tell our oldest but uh we begin with, we will get to an old favorite but let's begin with a documentary. It's one of these New York Times Presents documentaries where they look at uh, various subjects. This one, they look at the wardrobe malfunction of Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl in 2004. And I feel a little dirty saying the wardrobe malfunction of Janet Jackson because as we learn, uh, a lot of this is at the fault of a lot of people. Janet Jackson being one of them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not super clear that it was all her fault. I guess I didn't realize at the time, like, how much of that fault she kind of took on.
0: Yeah. I didn't, what I was going to get to with this whole documentary is I don't know if it was that good. I don't know if I learned anything new here. Sure, Nothing very insightful. I guess the big one that I did learn was that Janet Jackson had changed a couple things without telling anybody.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, Just her and Justin Timberlake, I guess.
1: And the... costume person
0: yeah her stylist or something yeah
1: her stylist but I felt like he he did that all on his own but I mean she kind of had to know what was going to happen right
0: I think at the very least he had been her stylist for a long time at that point yeah I think at the very least he knew what her inclinations were sure he knows her yeah and he's probably not going to jeopardize his career on something like I'm going to do this. This is going to be just blow their socks off. Shocking. Yeah. And first of all, you know, he'd bring it to her. And if she didn't like it, she'd say, no, we're not doing that.
1: Yeah. Um, She wasn't. There would
0: be no ripping off of the nipple thing.
1: She wasn't completely like, I just go with whatever he says. Kind of. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just. Yeah. She's not going to be like, "Okay, well, Stylist is going to say we should do that. So we should do that. I'm a dumb dumb. I don't think she's that stupid. Right. But so I I do think some fault lies at her feet. And I don't want to get too much into the actual act. Yeah. Uh, I think we should focus more on the documentary a little bit. Sure. They did. They set it up like this was about Janet Jackson and how she got screwed over here. Right. And I don't think they did a really good job of it. Right. I don't think they did a really good job of anything other than getting some of the people who are directly involved with the planning and execution of the performance.
1: Sure. I think, too, like, I wasn't quite sure where it was going to go. You know, the documentary kind of started off by showing her kind of...
0: Childhood. uh, Yeah, childhood and... and
1: How she kind of Yeah, how she kind of evolved into her own, you know? Yeah, but... Which,
0: um Which I think fits for another documentary,
1: yeah, like is this really a here. bio or is it a documentary about this incident, but I guess you can't have you know a oh, maybe maybe it just didn't make for a whole documentary just about the incident once they got all their interviews and things like that, yeah,
0: maybe they found they needed some something to pass some
1: more hmm
0: but uh, you know, they got into some of the they addressed some of the kind of concerns like that i had and i still had it and i think i still do at this point like and i don't know if you can hear this but you know whether or not this wasn't planned or not was it
1: an accident was it planned was it a stunt was it publicity like we never got a clear answer from justin that was fun it was quick slick to the point that's jt and uh no i enjoyed it it was, it was a lot of fun. you guys are getting pretty hot and steamy up there hey man I love giving y'all something to talk about. (laughs) From my vantage point, she did look upset. She looked distraught. You got nasty with Miss Jackson, that was pretty cool. Hey, man. (laughs) It's every man's dream. There's something about the way Janet's head snaps down at the very end when she realized how exposed she is that doesn't feel scripted. It didn't feel like that's what she wanted to happen. It didn't feel right.
0: I don't know, they're painting her like this victim Sure. I I don't know if I buy it.
1: Well, and the thing that was interesting to me about this as well is this was starting kind of to be the time when it's not like there weren't PR people, but this is really kind of evidence of how a PR spin can make a situation seem different. Um, and. And I say that because, like, the spin afterwards for both of those people, like, you can just kind of see the the PR work going on behind the scenes there, you know? It
0: was interesting how they had the moment where Justin Timberlake comes across kind of like an asshole with this.
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, the
0: point, the part where Les Moonves, the head of CBS, wanted them to apologize to him in person. Like JT gets on a flight, goes to LA and kisses the ring I Yeah. Think, to use their words. Janet doesn't do that. Yeah. But he comes across very like kind of a sad sack, like mm. a, like a corporate guy. Yeah. You know? Like he's the guy. guy's like, Oh, Hey everybody, they're cutting our pay 60%. Oh, <laughs> well who wants donuts? Yeah. You know where everybody else is like, fuck this place. <laughs> but, um, I just I just don't buy that Janet Jackson is the victim here. Sure. It was her stylist. She did these last-minute changes that, and not tell anybody about it. Yeah. Now, did she plan for her nipple to come out? I don't think so. Sure. I think she just got, it just went too far. It went beyond what she was thinking. She got caught with her hand in the cookie jar, and she got the hell out of there. Sure. And... I don't buy the victimhood here of Janet Jackson. And I don't know. I think, it, that, I think the documentary does a good job of pointing that out. But I think they lean too heavy on the, oh, poor Janet.
1: I kind of disagree with that a little bit because the what the documentary did show is the aftermath. And I don't think someone who planned that surprise and was like, ha ha, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to shock the world, you know, I, it wouldn't be standing there vulnerable and crying and like feeling like, oh my God, what just happened? And so in the aftermath, it's really telling for me. I think
0: I'll equate it to like a kid who wants to light the bug on fire at the magnifier glass. (laughs) But they lit the curtains on fire too, and then now the house is on fire.
1: Oh, it just got out of control. I think oh. she's. I think
0: she's looking to do yeah. something to stir the pot. I don't think she counted on her S- fucking titty hanging out. So do
1: you call the kid an arsonist? Did they just made a bad mistake? You know, like you have,
0: you have to call the kid to the woodshed on it. You have to call him <laughs> out, and they burn the house down.
1: I don't know. They're crying and they feel real bad. They were just trying to kill a bug. Like
0: you know, but we need to learn that. <laughs> consequences <laughs> our actions have consequences
1: i know but i don't
0: and now you're going to build mommy and daddy a new house
1: i don't know i feel i feel like this incident though changed everything forever you know live television oh, totally. and
0: you it know it totally did yeah and that leads me into another kind of issue i had with the documentary they spent all of like four or five minutes on its effect on the broadcasting world sure I mean, they touched on a little bit with the family, the parent TV council, whatever, religious boo-hoos. And they touched on Stern, and uh, I got a clip of Stern when he was interviewed. In the wake of the Janet Jackson incident, unfortunately, Clear Channel got caught in the crosshairs. It's become increasingly difficult to do my show. The same show I did a year ago, the government will fine me for it. I have millions of dollars of fines against me. The executives at Clear Channel Communications have made it crystal clear to radio personality Howard Stern that they will not tolerate raunchy contents on the airwaves pulling the shock jock show from six cities. Yeah, so that's basically the bulk of what they touched on with radio and TV in general. And I speak, and maybe it's because I was in radio at the time, uh, this changed everything. Sure. There was so much you could not do anymore. Yeah. After that Super Bowl. I remember I think I was doing afternoons on the rock station. I had strippers in the studio. Sure. They were naked. Some were spreading eagle and you know, like all sorts of raunchy stuff. And after this, that's an extreme example, but you were on a microscope on a lot of stuff that you did. Is this too far? Can I say but in this Uh-oh, joke? Oh,
1: I feel so bad for you. Well, I don't, I don't.
0: Well, okay, I, it's not, I'm not worried about the stripper thing, trust me, I don't care Is
1: about that. It's just that. It's like, well, I mean, I, now I guess my perspective has changed. Back then it was like, eh, what's the big deal, you know? There's so much nudity in other countries, like, you know, overseas, like they just, they show boobs on TV. It's not that big of a deal, you know, and Yeah. I don't but, know. But now that I'm a parent, I kind of appreciate those controls and those things. Like, I know now my kid can watch a Super Bowl and she's not going to see half-naked people, you know. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it, it's a perspective shift, I guess.
0: No, and, and I don't want to get too far into the my, my radio career stuff. I, I want to focus more on the documentary, but this documentary didn't show... The overall kind of changes, sea changes that went on in broadcasting. Sure. Like, I mean, it's not just about nudity. Everything changed. You almost couldn't have fun. You had to have a very distilled, narrow vision of what fun is when presenting an entertainment program. Now, some of us left for satellite radio and could do the same old thing if we wanted to. But, you know, and we adapted. But I don't think I think that doc, this documentary is missing that. And I think that's where they fell short. I'm probably biased because I spent the last 20 some years in radio.
1: It's interesting, though, you know, there are things that occur on TV now that are uh, more offensive than this incident, I feel like, you know. Like what? Well, uh, like some musical show performances, like, I don't know, like. I think, uh, is it Megan Thee Stallion and, you know, when they did their performance of, I don't want to say, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to say what it stands for, but, no I mean.
0: You can Google it. I think everybody knows what that means.
1: That is more, um, like, offensive than somebody wearing a pasty on their nipple, I think. Yeah. So it's interesting that, are we back to a place where f- kind of risque behavior on TV is more acceptable?
0: No, I don't think so. Because you got to keep it in context of where it's airing, where it's happening. Sure. The WAP video was on YouTube and maybe MTV after 10. Oh, I thought that
1: it was a live performance on television on a musical awards show.
0: They did do it. And yeah. it had some gyrations, yeah. and they edited the language. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah, it's like we haven't completely t- turned into this Amish society overall since Janet Jackson's nipple. I think maybe just people have gotten more sophisticated about these things. I
1: don't know. I mean, sometimes or it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, you know, I recall, like, Miley Silas twerking. Like, that was a huge deal, like, bad pr thing for her and like now everybody does it everybody teaches their little kids how to twerk right like okay what's the big deal
0: like was that an issue because of the nature of what she was doing or because she was a wholesome disney channel white girl who now was dressing scantily and twerking her ass i
1: don't know they all kind of go through that trial of like i'm not a disney star anymore look at me breaking out and being all crazy yeah. they all kind of go through but that but i think that's
0: beside the point like were we upset and oh my god about miley cyrus because it was miley it was hannah montana
1: i don't really it's like know if, caught,
0: if if you caught charlie sheen in a cocaine scandal you'd be like oh okay but <laughs> if it was ron howard you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> you know
1: yeah he loves dopey There's i don't know i just who knows which one it is. It just, I don't know. It seems like people are offended by all kinds of things I that, think... you know, <laughs> your aunt gets drunk at a wedding reception and she's twerking. So what's the big deal? Like, like, I don't know why people get all upset, but
0: yeah. I don't know, but this documentary, um, uh, malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. I think it just fell short in a lot of places. I think there's more to explore there but they have like an hour confine and i think that's i think that was misused
1: the other part too is the i didn't get a lot of the the people opposing like they didn't get any interviews of people who were like really steaming mad about this like mm-hmm. why and are you still that offended by what happened you know like Do you i don't think know time
0: would- Water it down for a lot of
1: people. Well, and so why were people so upset by that? (sighs)
0: Because it's a family show. It's a wholesome They did a good job painting the Super Bowls like this, millions across the world, and a family show and sure American values, da 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 da, and and nipple and a big fat black booby comes out. I know. And so people are like, yeah. And they made a good point to point out how there's some, there's other layers there, you know.
1: I mean, I think sometimes people want to get close to that line. I mean, every week there are scantily clad cheerleaders on the sidelines of NFL football. So, mm-hmm. but we're not offended by how short their shorts get every year or how much more of their cleavage and breasts are showing. Like, I just don't understand what the original complaints were about.
0: I think because. It was in violation of our wholesome expectations. We watch of of grown men breaking right? each other's brains. Yeah, against we watch them fight I like
1: gladiators it. week after week after week, bashing each other, and yet we're like, "Oh, it needs to be so wholesome." Wait,
0: what? And but I think you can make, as far as the cheerleaders, it seems like since Janet Jackson and that Super Bowl you see less of those cheerleaders on TV. I know I can, I've seen them maybe once this football season. And and now I haven't watched a lot of football, but if they do show them, it's very quick. It's usually just them shaking the pom-poms as they go to commercial. Sure. And that's it.
1: I do. Yeah. I do think they have shown less and less of them since then. But I don't know, to me, it's just kind of a, a contradiction, you know? And like you said, like we're watching grown men bash each other to the point of brain damage and we're okay with that we cheer that on but don't you dare show a breast oh my god a nipple comes out for like point it wasn't even a nipple it was a covered one it It was was covered it
0: was like the tip of it was showing because it was like pierce it was like this elaborate pierced sun it was like a sun
1: pasty cover
0: But but the nipple the top of the nipple was showing through okay um all right. But even if it was, still. it's like
1: it was, it was
0: essentially covered. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the documentary, it's fine. I don't think it's anything like, oh, my God, I did not know that. I just think it could have been better. Yeah. You know. Anything else?
1: Uh, I, okay, so this is super nerdy, but I also wish they would have gone into the actual construction of the piece of wardrobe, like, was the first layer supposed yeah. to un velcro and it just didn't? Both of them ripped. Like, I would let, really like to kind of get into what actually happened to the fabric itself. Like, what? But they just didn't uncover anything new for me. There wasn't any, like, here's what we found happened. The manufacturer, yeah. you know, sewed this with his sewing machine and not his surgery that day. You know what I mean? Like, there just wasn't really any, like, Oh, oh, that's really what happened. I still don't know from this documentary. No, and
0: and also we never heard from anybody involved, Janet, anybody about what was supposed to happen. Was he supposed to rip? She's been very vague and quiet about
1: that. And maybe that's by choice. Like they're going to say what I think, you know, leading up to this, you see some of the scrutiny she was facing anyway for her kind of newfound uh, openness about sexuality and her videos and her performances. And we were seeing a different version of Janet and she was getting a lot of flack for that. And I think that maybe at this point she was like, well, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about it, you know?
0: Yeah, I could see that. But I would think if you if you were innocent... hmm if if the plan was, look, I without telling anybody told Justin, you're going to pretend to rip my bra off. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't rip any clothes, just pretend, just make a motion like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what was supposed to happen. He wasn't supposed to yank any fabric. Mm-hmm. If that was the intention, I would say that. Sure. I would say that. Look, I'm not trying to throw Justin under the bus. Love him, great performer, we had him on tour, blah 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 blah. Sure. But he grabbed a little too much fabric. And I'm sorry it turned out this way. Sure. I feel bad. I don't want to flash my boobie to any kids.
1: I don't really know. And, you know, the other part that this documentary did show that was very sad to me was that Justin went on unscathed. In fact, he he was on a meteor ride to the top of his career following this. And we never really got anything from Janet for a long time and not the same. Right. Yeah. And, it literally took two to
0: tango that one. Yeah. And he received no, no. repercussions. uh huh. And that's probably because he went and kissed the ring, right?
1: That, and, you know, I see that, you know, a couple interviews afterwards where he's almost, like, outraged. Like, I can't believe this happened, you know? And it's like, really? Really? But okay, see- guy.
0: As the years have gone on, he's had success, but we're seeing shades of him that are like. Yeah. Okay, I see where this guy might not be. So so cool. And I know,
1: like I used to absolutely love him, right? I used to absolutely love him and think he was amazing and funny and you know probably a good guy. But I don't know. This is a couple documentaries now where he's been involved <laughs> in things. Oh yeah, and, the Britney thing. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't think I like this guy.
0: That was also a New York Times documentary. Maybe the New yeah. York Times has it out for Justin Timberlake or trying to bring him down. I doubt Rightfully it, so. but
1: maybe it's like a. Untold Hollywood rumor that, hey, this guy's a jerk <laughs> yeah. and he won't take any of the blame for any of his wrongdoings. So, you know, it is what it is.
0: So, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend the documentary. I think you're better off reading articles on yeah, your own.
1: Sure. So. I mean, watch it if you want, but it's not going to give you any, like, oh, that's what. Yeah, that's how oh, okay. profound nuggets
0: no. that'll jump out.
1: Yep. Uh, moving on. <laughs>
0: To Honey, go to joinhoney.com slash married and get you the free plug-in for your browser. Uh, and then you can save money on stuff like a Roblox celebrity collection.
1: Oh my gosh, our oldest loves this game. I started playing this yeah, game. Yeah,
0: loves the game. It's you know. kind
1: of fun.
0: Have you played anything other than the Natural Disaster one?
1: Yeah, I tried this other one that she's into and I was like, What is the point of this? She's like, you just run around and do stuff. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, this one's not for me.
0: Yeah. Roblox is kind of like bagels, you know? Yeah. You might might try an everything bagel and be like, oh, I don't like bagels. Yeah. We'll try this one, the onion one. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Strawberry
1: cream cheese. Yeah, you got to find
0: the one that you like and- Absolutely. But yeah, Evie loves this Roblox stuff. And this, this is a
1: toy set? Yeah, they have all kinds of merch, of course, to go with it. You can get t-shirts and things like that. But this is like a little play set. And I'll be honest, like I've been you done. You want it, don't you? I kind of do, because, but yet here's, here's, here's where I'm at. I've been done Christmas shopping for like a month now. Like I like to do it early, get it over with. But the hard part about that is you keep seeing these great deals like this one with Honey. And you just want to spoil your kids. Like, you want to keep buying them more. Like, oh, she'll really love this. Oh, and Honey made it 40% off. I get it. It's it, so hard.
0: Th- honey making it hard as a parent. <laughs> that should be their tagline. No, I get it. I was just thinking about this Roblox thing. I don't know if she'll play with this. Yeah. I think she'll think it's cool initially. Yeah. Maybe she'll putz around with it. Yeah. But then she's just going to go back to playing Roblox. Yeah. On the screen. Sure. I don't see this being something she pulls out just willy-nilly on an August afternoon.
1: I don't know. I mean, if you're really into something, who knows? But like you said, Honey's made it
0: kind of a tough decision.
1: Totally. it's
0: 40% off is 40% off.
1: Yeah. It's very affordable.
0: And there's like millions of deals out there with the Honey plug-in. Just put it in your browser. Go searching around to your online stores. 30,000 online stores it'll work at. I mean, you can share coupon codes through the Honey app. It's, uh, it's actually quite amazing. And save you some money on maybe a Roblox celebrity collection. $2 billion in savings, people. Bam. Yikes. With authority. So you're going to get it or what?
1: You know, probably not cause she's already I've already got her enough. Like it's so hard to not want to spoil your kids sometimes. <laughs> so hard.
0: Go to joinhoney.com slash married and have more stress with your kids <laughs> by saving them money with the honey. <laughs> Moving on to our final show. This is an oldie but a goodie. Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's the ubiquitous theme song. Uh, can't talk about Curb without the theme song. Yeah. And this show's on 11 seasons. Wow. And it, we just kind of stumbled upon the new season. Yeah. We had no clue. I usually I'm tune in this thing when right. the, when these things are coming back. I, I'll see the puff piece about, like, why Larry David's excited about the new season. Then I'll sure. dive in and be like, okay, when's it premium?
1: Just and I'm of, always asking you, like, when does this show come back? Yeah, when yeah, does yeah. this one come back? Oh
0: man, I gotta wait till then. Like you're always on it. We're just on the HBO Max app thumbing around it's like, is that new graphics for Kirby and Th- Oh, yeah. they got a new season. Uh-huh. So here we are, season eleven. And just when you thought the show has just kind of run its course and it's kind of the same old, it just continues to make you laugh. Yes. And I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I easily look forward to it every week when it's on.
1: I think that's because you inside are like the grumpy old man that Larry David is. Like, I feel like this character probably resonates with
0: you. (laughs) For, For multiple reasons. Not the grumpy old man, but very much so like the... He thinks of things that... Or he says and does. He expands on things that I and I think a lot of people think about. yeah.
1: You know, Normal like, things that bother people, but they usually just like stuff it down. So and...
0: so one instance from the latest episode, actually, they're in the country club in the dining area and somebody has a heart attack and they're like falling on the ground and oh my God. <laughs> and everybody stand up looking and Larry's looking around, he's like, Okay, that's good. And yep. he sits down and starts eating again. <laughs> yep. And I he's like, I'm not
1: gonna let this meal get cold or go to waste. Well, like this is my lunch. And it resonates
0: with me because it's like, yeah, you know. How long are we supposed to stand here for? I mean, this is horrible. This guy, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. He's being attended to. You know, in your head, you're (laughs) thinking, just
1: go back to lunch. In your head, you're thinking,
0: okay, I want to sit down and eat. Most people wait for that kind of, there's that natural progression of, okay, everybody, you can get back to your normal (laughs) lives and everybody sits down. But that's just one of the examples, you know, and like the middle seat at a dinner party, which I don't know if a lot of people can relate to, but. It's funny. Yeah, there is usually somebody who's kind of the more verbose, you know, eloquent speaker, personality, story driven character at the dinner table. Yeah. And I, I, that's the middle. I don't want the middle. I can't handle that pressure.
1: So I, I there are some Laryisms that I can relate to and appreciate. One for me was uh, his little rant about his free umbrella that he got from the hotel. Like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. You know, blow backwards in the wind. It's a great umbrella. It's got a great handle. Like he's just going on and on about how great this umbrella is. Yeah. And,
0: <laughs> and the favorite shirt stuff, and we're pulling a lot from the most recent episode, I think, yeah. because there's a lot of good examples there. Yeah. You have that one little thing that, like, for instance, you know, these headphone adapters, I like the headphone adapters that have the thread that you screw in. Okay. Now, I don't know if a lot of people can relate to that, but it's it's indicative of what this show does so well. <laughs> They find, like, these little things.
1: Little fussy items. Little fussy items yeah. or
0: quirks, behaviors, and yeah. expands on them. And you instantly resonate with that, like the umbrella. Like yeah. You, when you find a good umbrella or yes. a good set of gloves, it's I'm not, gold.
1: I'm not loaning it to anybody. It stays on my person or in my vehicle the all the shirt. time. The favorite shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite shirt. I'm not going to give that to somebody. And you don't let out your favorite shirt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's just, and like the interpersonal, you know, uh, stuff is interesting because like him and Susie go Um, at it like cats and dogs. Yeah. Yet they're still friends. They still love each other. And I think that's very much reality because a lot of us have friends that we get in shouting matches with, but the next day are like, you want to go fishing? Yeah, sure. And that's that.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that because I don't really shout with my friends. But I was kind of wondering that after watching this latest episode, I was like, how can Larry do so many wrong things, offensive things or ruin things and still have all these friends And that like, you know, Jeff and uh, Susie, you yeah. know, it's like, what is this? Like a love-hate thing, like. He's just obnoxious enough, but you still keep him around. Like, I don't understand.
0: Well, I think part of it is financially driven. I mean, Jeff is his manager. Yeah. Susie knows that. But they've established this dynamic yeah. that works for them. And it works for them. But even like. Like he goes and gets her stupid dress, you know.
1: Yeah, but he ruins it.
0: Yeah. But so, she'll still take him in for dinner next I don't, week. I
1: know, but I don't get that. It's like a, it's like a a bad, abusive relationship.
0: <laughs> I know. I think it, it shows that comp- relationships are complicated at times sure. and it's not always like, you know, this is my friend and we're friends and sure. we love each other. We're friends. Sure. It's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I love this guy, but fuck him. Yeah. He fucked my shirt up. Yeah. Two weeks later, we're golfing. Um, and also it's, the show's great because of just some great lines. It's. Like,
1: oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I love like those things that occur in the show and then they happen in your real life and it just makes you chuckle. Like um the previous episode where Susie plopped down on the couch. You're a you plopped. You're a plopper. Yeah, like yeah. our kid came running and just like plopped herself down. I was like, Don't plop on the couch like that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was just cracked me up because it's like, oh, she's a plopper. That's totally what happened there.
0: <laughs> yeah. They uh they bring to light uh, things in the vernacular that yeah. weren't there, like yeah. the plopper. Yes. And the, just great lines like this one. How do you know prayers don't work? Because I'm bald. <laughs> because I'm bald. That's so beautiful. I love that. And then that. you have great side characters. J.B. Smoove, as, as annoying as he is in those Caesar playbook commercials, yeah. he's still great as Leon. In my uh, case, a fucking school nurse. She was fucking fine as shit. Every time I had a tummy ache, I tapped that ass. So did you make up that you had a tummy ache just to go there? Yeah, to so give me a spoonful of Pepto Bismol and a fucking hand job. <laughs> Talking about having sex with the teachers in school, but uh, yeah, Curb your enthusiasm. Just the only thing I don't like about Curb is the, it always seems to center around a. There's a storyline where Larry's pitching a show or is involved with some production. Sure. I remember back in the day, it was the stage version of The Producers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and he was also doing a show with Lin Manuel, Emmanuel mm-hmm. Miranda. Miranda, I think that was the last season, maybe. Yeah, I thought that was kind of the weakest. Sure. Season. Sure. And this season, he's trying to pitch a show about his childhood to various networks, and yeah, I mean, I get, write what you know. That's what he knows.
1: Sure. But- I'm sure that's kind of a process that. Maybe he's handling comedically writing because I don't know. I I gotta imagine pitching a show to executives or people in a studio is kind of annoying thing that you have to do.
0: <laughs> it's funny the one Hulu executive, him and Jeff, are like eh, too much chewy stuff, right? Oh, yeah, a little bit.
1: Gosh, that's and The funny. executive's
0: like J to J, right? <laughs> um, Kirby enthusiasm continues to be good. Make sure you go check it out if you haven't. I yeah. Mean, So you at least know what a cut and chat is. Absolutely. Uh, Anything else
1: there? What's great is I see those things in real life. Like, I can't recall where I was, but I was standing in line somewhere and someone's like, oh, you did a cut and chat. Like, they're calling people out like Larry does. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think
0: that's going to do it for this week. Enjoy your turkey. Have a great Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
0: If you're listening to this in September of next year, hey, get ready for fall. I don't know. Can't cover all the bases when this might be listened to, but <laughs> it's the Married with Channels podcast. Every uh, we focus on some TV shows and movies and uh, bring it to you. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast provider and give us a favorable review. We appreciate that.
1: Hmm? Share, tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends, go to the the Twitter at Mary W. Chans. and until next time, I'm Moose,
1: and I'm Jody. Later. Bye.